Okay, good morning. This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied. This morning, I'm very pleased and honored to have with me my guest, Scott Schaefer, who's a member of the KQED family and reporter. Uh, Scott, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. So, Scott, let me start, start by asking you um, how you became a reporter, journalist. Um, you know, how did you get into this business? Well, I guess uh, one way to answer that is uh, what really sparked my interest in news and, and politics. And uh, when I was 10 years old, uh, growing up in the suburbs of Buffalo, New York, a friend and I, it was 1968, hmm. big presidential election year. Yeah. And at the uh, ripe old age of 10, uh, a friend and I decided to randomly call people in the Buffalo phone book and conduct our own poll of the presidential election. Really? So, uh, you know, I always had an interest in politics. And of course, now I'm the senior editor for politics and government here. Uh, but to more specifically answer your question, uh, when I was in college, uh, I worked at the radio station. I went to Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, and uh, I thought it would be fun to be a disc jockey, and so I did that, and uh, actually, my focus in at Cornell was sci- the sciences, it was like pre-med, mm-hmm. uh, came out to California and uh, decided that wasn't really what I wanted to do, so I decided to go back into radio, got an internship at KPFA over in Berkeley to oh, get yeah. into the news side of it, and then I got hired uh, at KFBK, which was a new big news station up in Sacramento. Hmm. Uh, and so that was really my first uh, foray into journalism. What is it about journalism that really think that has attracted you? Or what is it that you really like about it? You know, journalism, I think, is a gives you a license to be curious hmm. and to ask questions. Uh, you know, there are different kinds of journalists and different kinds right. of people who call themselves journalists who some would argue really aren't, <laughs> uh, you know, and I, by that I mean they're really more about giving out their own opinions about things mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, the Rush Limbaugh's and Rachel Maddow's of the world. Uh, but for me, journalism is talking to people and listening to mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. what they have to say. And mm-hmm. what I love about my job is that it gives me the opportunity to pick up the phone or walk up to somebody and just say, hey, can I talk to you about this, mm-hmm. whatever it might be? And it's just extraordinary still to mm-hmm. me uh, that most people will talk to you, yeah. a, a complete stranger, uh, about whatever topic it might be. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just given me an opportunity to go to some extraordinary places, everything from the Republican and Democratic National c- Conventions to San Quentin Prison and you know everything in between. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned, obviously, it sounds like politics is one of your you know, real passions or topics you enjoy. What other sorts of topics really kind of excite you or, or interviews that you like to do? Well, I love sports, actually. Uh, and I, some of my favorite interviews that I've done have been with athletes. Huh. Um, Jeremy Affeld, the former uh, relief pitcher for the Giants, hmm. uh, I talked with him. I was actually hosting Forum that day, and hmm. he had a book that came out. And, you know, I, I, I find people like Steve Kerr, the coach of the Warriors, to hmm. be just very interesting. Hmm. Where they kind of transcend the world of sports and politics and international politics in the case of Steve Kerr. Uh, so that's a, definitely an interest of mine. Um, I enjoy and i also by the way by the way i also play water polo uh, <laughs> in my spare time wow uh so that's my sort of personal interest in sports as well hmm. uh but i love i love food i love wine uh i love uh, you know just on the other end of the spectrum criminal justice i find very interesting i've hmm. done uh a number of stories on uh, the death penalty in california hmm. three three strikes um 
lifers getting out of prison, which has been a real trend under Jerry Brown. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I have a very, I think, wide range of things that I'm interested mm. in. Now, when you do these interviews, do you prepare a lot for these interviews? Do you do a lot of research? What kind of preparation goes into these interviews? Do you mean like this interview that I, where I'm answering the questions or where I'm asking <laughs> no, no, the questions? No, no, where you're asking the questions. It depends on who it is. I mean, if, if it's something or someone that I really don't know much about, mm-hmm. I'll read as much as I can, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, look at things that they've said in the past. Uh, if it's a subject, you know, I'll read up on the topic. I mean, I don't think it's, it's, it's you know, it's just basically doing your homework mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so that you, uh, you know, ask questions that are, you know, informed sounding. Mm-hmm. But also I try to ask questions that they haven't answered a hundred times. Mm-hmm. You know, with mm-hmm. politicians, for example, uh, you know, I think they all have their talking points yeah. on yeah. Uh, single payer health care and tax reform and whatever it is. And they're prepared to just sort of flip the switch and talk about those topics. Yeah. But I like to talk about things and figure out things for them to talk about that reveal more about who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think in the end, that's more important mm-hmm. uh, and tells us more about what kind of uh, politician or elected mm-hmm. official they're going to be is based on you know their experiences, what shaped them as young people or as you know adults even. Uh, so you know, I try to think, think of questions that uh, they haven't answered a hundred times before. Sounds like you really love almost every aspect of your job. Is there anything you don't like about your job? Anything I don't like? <laughs> um, you know, I guess like anybody, I like uh, having a weekend. So <laughs> when crazy things happen on the weekend that force you to come in and work, I mean, that's, that is the thing about news. You know, it doesn't, there is no nine to five yeah, Monday right, through Friday, right. especially now. Right. Uh, so I guess that's, and, 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 and it's, so it's a little bit of, a feeling of drinking from a fire hose. You know, there's just so much going on that it can be a little overwhelming sometimes because you have to pick and choose, you know, what you're going to cover. Do you still get nervous with anything you do, either being on TV or being, do you ever get nervous or at this oh, point? Yeah. Not, not, yeah, a little yeah. bit. I mean, you know, I think like anybody getting up in front of a big crowd, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. can be a little uh, nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, radio, not so much mm-hmm. anymore. I kind of been doing that so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and TV a little bit is different for me still. So, uh, you know, I would say those two things maybe make me a little more anxious than other things. But, you know, in the end, you're just talking and listening. So it's uh, you try to put all the rest of it out of your mind. Sounds like obviously you really enjoy what you do. You've had a fantastic career. What about other things that have you thought about that you'd still want to do in your career or maybe expand your role or do different things? I mean, have you thought about that at all? Well, we are in January starting a new show that I'm going to be co-hosting. It's hmm. called Political Breakdown. Hmm. And I'll be co-hosting it with Marisa Lagos, who's part of the politics team here at KQED. Hmm. And I, I like doing that. It's going to be a live radio show. Uh, it's going to focus obviously on politics um and it'll be a podcast as well hmm. so that's a real new thing that i'm that i've wanted to do you know to host a, a show on a regular basis hmm. uh so uh, i look forward to doing that what do you think it is about radio that still is i mean obviously now we're in the internet world there's there's tv and there's video but 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 uh, i think there's something about radio that's still very attractive what, what do you think that is well it's interesting i think a couple few things one uh there is something very intimate about having people talking to you in your ear you know it's it gives you an, a feeling of just you and that person you're listening to so i think people like that uh and then just you know the technology now that everyone is or many people most people are listening to audio is their phone mm-hmm. and so radio is very and audio generally is very portable 
Hmm. You know, you can listen on your commute, on your car. You can listen if you're on BART. Uh, if you're on an airplane, you can listen to a podcast. So I think it's a very uh, portable uh, medium uh, that, uh, with a wide range of uh, options for the kinds of things you can listen to, whether it's music or news or sports, whatever it might be. Do you ever listen to yourself? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, know, you don't ever go back and listen to your interviews or, and see how it went or anything like that? You know, I'll, sometimes like this morning, I, as I mentioned, I had a story on about the San Francisco mayor's race that aired. You know, I did it yesterday and it aired today. So I listened to it just to see how it sounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's only, that was like three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I will never go back and listen to like if I host forum for an hour or election night coverage. I, I never go back and listen to those. Do you listen to other radio? Do you listen to other radio shows? Do you, what other social radio shows do you like to personally listen to? Yeah, sure. Well, I listen, of course, to Morning Edition and uh, and All Things Considered. I love Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I, I think Terry Gross is terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to podcasts as well. I listen to The Daily uh, from The New York Times, sometimes The New Yorker Radio Hour TED Talks occasionally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say it's mostly uh, public public radio. I don't. I'm not. A, I'll turn on if I'm in the car. I'll turn on like a commercial station at the top of the hour to get the news, uh, the national news. Uh, but I find the, the sort of the you know the sound on AM is compressed and it kind of like slams your ears when it comes out of the speakers. Yeah, and so I don't really and all the commercials and all that. I just don't really. Uh, I don't listen to that much. So most of what I listen to is is public media with that is generally you know commercial free how do you think you've changed as an interviewer over the years i mean do you think you've gotten better do you uh, do you take a different approach now tell me a little I, about that. I hope i've gotten better i mean it's like you know <laughs> everyone you know the, the hope is that with experience you know you're, you're doing a better job i think i'm more relaxed now mm-hmm. um i think i'm probably a better listener um you know i think at the, at the beginning of your of your career, whatever it is, I think you're a little more worried about making a mistake, mm-hmm. or in the case of being on the radio, you know, screwing up on the air, whatever it might be. And I don't really worry about that anymore. And I, I feel like it, it. If you're more relaxed, if you're more, that allows more of your personality to mm-hmm. come through, mm-hmm. and people like that. Mm-hmm. And I think they can tell, I, you know, I can tell when somebody's reading a script, uh, even if it's supposed to sound like it's spontaneous, mm-hmm. if they're reading a script, I can hear that. Mm-hmm. And I think people like a spont- more spontaneity and authenticity. And so I think maybe the experience that I've gotten allows me to do that more now. Well, when I, when I, when I was at KQD, when I first saw you, I saw you do that live interview with Tamara Keith at the KQD event. And I thought I could just tell really that you were just very relaxed and sort of in the zone. I mean, I mean, I don't know how you were really, but when I watched this and I was observing you as an interviewer since I'm obviously do this radio show, but it just, it just seemed like you were really very comfortable in that role. Yeah. I, it, 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 Frankly, it's uh, I'd rather ask questions than answer them. I mean, this is fine, you know, uh, but uh, I'm not. Uh, I, and I've known Tamara forever. Yeah, Tamara yeah, was an yeah. intern here at KQED, and, right? Uh, so I've known her for many years. Uh, but yeah, no. I, but in general, I mean, I think whether it's Hillary Clinton who I've done in front of a large audience, or Tamara Keith, or you know anybody, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. I, I, I feel like I've learned to have a sense of what the arc of a conversation mm. should be. Mm. You know, how do you begin it? You know, what's the peak? And then how do you end it? And uh, to make it seem coherent to the audience, mm. you know? And so you, I, I feel like I've gotten better mm. at doing that. Is this 
what you envisioned when you were 10 years old that you'd be doing when you were an adult or, or was this a, in some ways, I mean, I always watched the news, you know, when I was a kid with my dad, you know, he mm. was a news junkie and mm. I became one as well. Mm. Um, but it's funny because I, while I might've thought about that as a kid, the direction I took in school was much more sort of practical, mm. you know, sciences, it was almost pre-med yeah, focusing on right. human nutrition. Right. And then I came back to what I really, what more of my passion was. Mm. Um, so, uh, I don't know if I ever thought of myself as doing that. Certainly not when I was 10 years old. Yeah. Right. Tamara Keith did, by the way. I mean, oh, she tells the story about being 10 years old and, and you know, she had a little microphone set that she had. And, you know, so for, so for some people, it is a dream that right. they always have. Right. But uh, no, not so much for me. But I take it you can't think of a more fun job than what you have now, I'm assuming. Yeah, no. And I've been here at KQED. It's going to be next year, 20 years, uh, which is sh- sort of shocking to me <laughs> that it's uh, been that long. But I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing. I mean, I love this place and the people and the mission and the opportunity to talk to people uh, in such a wide range of areas. I just find it every day to be at sometimes... I shouldn't say this, but it's like, wow, I can't believe they pay me to do this because <laughs> it is enjoyable. Another 20 years then? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I, I, I do look forward to, you know, um, some time retired at some yeah, point, yeah. you know, not anytime soon, but someday. Well, Scott, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time. I felt like I was interviewing the interviewer. <laughs> you were, Richard. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. This is Richard Chu and Scott Schaefer. Thanks. Thanks. 